It's your weekly dose of feeling good. Two in URFM's Health Naturally with Dennis Stewart for our sponsor, New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. Welcome, it is Sarah with you and of course Dennis Stewart. I absolutely love hosting this program because it's always so knowledgeable and we're chatting about honey today. Sarah, we're going to take it up again. We have looked at honey previously. It's one of my favourite topics to talk about but I want to raise it today because of an interesting telephone call that I have overheard my wife taking from a lady at Narrabri who uses honey and uh, I want to just relay the conversation. Big welcome to Jim from Adamstown. You've got a question for Dennis today. Hi, Dennis. Hello, Jim. How are you? Uh, excellent, mate. I'm going to call this an infection and I, I think I've picked it up in an inland hot bore water. Okay. okay. Yeah, and um, I'm trying all sorts of things, but uh, like everybody else, I'm after a magic remedy. Has your infection been recognised or diagnosed? Yes, yes, and I've I've been um, I've had them frozen, and um, I'm calling it Beetlejuice, cantharidin. Okay, you've you've got molluscum contagiosum, have you? Yes, that's what your doctor has diagnosed. Yes, he's he's probably told you, Jim, that this condition tends to be self-resolving or self-limiting. Um, yep. But I have found uh, from my own experience um, that the process can frequently be speeded up, so to speak. And I'll make a couple of little recommendations. I see this condition, uh, even though it's self-resolving and self-limiting, as potentially responding to the preparation that you would have heard me speak about frequently on this program, and that is the immunostimulating substance known as Astragalus 8. Oh, okay. Now, Astragalus 8 is best seen, in my opinion, as an agent which brings to the surface all the potential immunological responses to things such as viruses and even more serious pathologies. And my approach to this um, condition is to recommend that we work through it with a good immunological tonic, such as Astragalus 8, which is readily available from a pharmacy or health food store. And interestingly, uh, a substance that I've found useful as a topical agent, and I've used this on a number of children over my, my many years of practice, has been uh, an ointment based on the herb Thuja, T-H-U-J-A. T-H-U-J-A, Now, uh, again, uh, your pharmacy or your... Where do you live, Jim? Adamson. Okay. If you were to go to Visionary Health in Hamilton in Beaumont Street, um, yes. they would be able to help you with both those products and I recommend that you uh, see them because they're very good at compounding um, pr products that are not readily available and through our ointment may or may not be readily available from normal, normal outlets so it might pay you to um, approach them there if your own pharmacy or health food store hasn't got that topical agent but Thuya has a reputation particularly in homeopathic uh, medicine, as an agent which addresses a lot of these uh, weird and wonderful lesions that occur on the skin from warts onwards, and I have used it, as I've said, and I believe it's contributed topically to helping see this condition clear up. But let me come back and say it frequently will go its own way and sometimes we make claims for therapy which at the end of the day may have had nothing to do with it. It may have been just the natural course of the, of the disease. But having said that, I would like to think that Astragalus 8 is an oral immune supportive agent and a topical try on Thuya ointment uh, would contribute to it. 
All right, I must try that, but I also must disagree with one thing and agree with one. Weird and wonderful? Weird, yes. yes. Wonderful, no. No, no. no. <laughs> I, I, I retract that statement. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for the call, Jim. Yes, we are taking your calls today for Health Naturally with Dennis Stewart on 49216216. Now, we've got Anne from Fingal Bay. You've got a question about prednisone steroids. Yes, I do. Hello, Dennis. Hello, Anne. Nice to hear from Hi. you. <laughs> um, my husband has been coming off prednisone yes. very slowly yes. under medical supervision. Good, good, good. Um, He's almost off, but yes. he's starting to get a lot of pain and stiffness in the joints, okay. and the fatigue has really hit him hard. What level of prednisone is he down to, about 5 mg? Well, he's, no, he's only on one and a half and, now. And he's doing well on one and a half. Well, he's not doing well. It's really hitting him now. When, um, when, did, it, when did it start, or when did the symptoms start to reappear? Oh... Probably when he got down to two and a half, three. Okay. Now, has, yeah. he, has he discussed this with his GP? Yes, he has, yes. Okay. Well, he wants, to, mm. he wants to try and get off it. Yes, of course. Um, and I'm just wondering if you can suggest anything okay. that can sort of support or boost his adrenal glands again. Okay. How long has your husband been on prednisone? Well, he's been on it for 10 years, originally okay. for polymyalgia rheumatica. Okay. And he's been, on yes. it for, he's been on it for 10 years, did you say? Yes, but not on a really high dose. No. You know, it hasn't been a high dose. But about, about 5 it, MGs. Yes, yes yeah. probably, yes, yes. Okay. Look, I know where, you're, where your husband's coming from here. If he's been on that preparation for so long and let me just yes. mention to listeners sometimes that is absolutely necessary because if you have chronic uh, fibromyalgia or similar conditions regardless of the desire to get off a steroid frequently it's the only thing that is able to make life bearable and I, right. in, in some ways I'm a bit of a, a defender of the medical use of steroids, uh, even though frequently they're looked down on by even members of my profession and certainly by the public, they have a, right. seri they have a serious role to play and your doctor or specialist may well have had nothing else that he could have used to make your, your husband's life bearable. But I do, yes. I do appreciate the fact that now he's got to come off it and the, the problem with steroids, as your doctor has probably indicated to you, that they can make the adrenals a bit lazy. And, yes, and exactly. If, if that is the case, now you need to, to mention this concept to your GP. That, uh, and because what I'm going to say may have uh, maybe interpreted or must be interpreted in the light of what your husband's other medication might be. But in, in, right. our, in our profession there are a number of herbs which are considered to be adrenal tonics. That is, yes. they, uh, they are used to rebuild or support or promote improvement in adrenal function, particularly where you have a, a functional rundown in adrenal gland conditions. We talk about a condition known as adrenal exhaustion. Now, interestingly, yes. interestingly one of the most useful remedies is the herb licorice. All right, but, yes. But licorice has a downside to it, and your doctor and specialist would know about it. Licorice in significant therapeutic doses 
over a period of time can cause an elevation in blood pressure. So anyone, right. anyone who was using licorice for a significant period of time needs to be monitored medically uh, or by another health professional to make sure that the blood pressure is stable and what's called the sodium-potassium balance, which can be found uh, through a blood test, also remains stable. But having said that, depending on what other medication he may or may not be on, um, uh, uh, with his doctors monitoring him, uh, a useful dose, say to start off with, the lowest therapeutic dose of a licorice extract, which I think you'll find is about two mils, three times daily, should be seen as a potential. Now, let me emphasise a potential possibility of helping the adrenals. Only, only let me emphasise in this case with medical monitoring and medical approval. Outside of of that, interestingly, the um, preparation that you would have heard me talk about frequently on the program, the Astragalus 8 combination is also referred to, particularly in other parts of the world, as an adrenal restorative remedy. In fact, on some of the labelling of astragalus 8, you'll find the term restorative, and in naturopathic uh, usage, it's seen as a useful remedy uh, to reinforce, to promote, to support the adrenals that are weary and tired. So two, two two options to mention here to your doctor. Hey, do you think it's worthwhile trying this? Only with the yeah. doctor monitoring it. It must not be done without that. Let me emphasise right. that. And the astragalus 8 as another preparation to consider. Now, Catherine in West Walls End, have you got a question for Dennis Stewart today? Yes, I have. Um, I have ulcerative colitis yes. and I'm on a, a, a medication, Humira. Yes. But I was wondering if there was anything herbal that could help. Uh, Humira is, a, is a, a very, very good and well-proven medication and in my opinion that's probably the best out there in the medical world presently and and anything you do should not be seen in any way at all as competing with that there's a there's a couple of little things that could be useful uh, for dealing with ulcerative colitis which let me remind listeners is what's called a large bowel disease where the wall of the large bowel becomes inflamed, ulcerated and frequently is characterised by bleeding and can be a very dangerous condition if not well managed and well controlled, hence the treatment that you're receiving from your gastroenterologist. I'm I'm always a great fan, as you would have thought, of recommending the food Slippery Elm as an an agent which as a food in the right dosage uh, to use our terminology has a soothing effect on all all inflammatory conditions of the gastrointestinal tract and in all our literature it's one of those things that emerges as a recommendation for any inflammatory or ulcerative condition on the gut wall so slippery elm would be a very useful substance and as far as I'm aware as a food has no potential to interact with the drug that your doctor has prescribed. Now, I've heard you speak mm, about that before. Yes, it? yes. It's, look, it's probably one of the most popular uh, foods, or, or call it a food if you like, or medication depending on how you look at it. It's one of those uh, nutritional substances which also has remarkable uh, therapeutic potential. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a useful agent uh, to bring uh, into the management. Um, there is a herb that's specifically called up in the Bible of modern herbal medicine, and I say the Bible because what's referred to as the 19 
83 edition of the British Herbal Pharmacopoeia, probably the single most important uh, reputable text in herbal medicine of the 20th century and still having, if you like, a, a, an effect on the practice and standards of herbal medicine today. Um, one of the herbs in that that's called up for ulcerative colitis is a, an English herb called Greater Burnet. Now, right. Greater Burnet is not popularly used. You would not find it in your health food store. As far as I'm aware, I'd be one of the few uh, naturopath herbalists that are aware of its possibilities and its action. And uh, it might be useful um, to pop into my rooms at Alma Road and get the monograph on Greater Burnet to show to your GP or your specialist. It's a technical monograph mm -hmm. that, that gives the indications for it and it's particularly useful to address the bleeding tendencies associated with the, with the ulceration. Mm -hmm. So that's, there are two things, slippery old, uh, greater burnet. Again, with greater burnet, you must not use it until you have some okay. nod from your GP, and it should yeah. only be used if, 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 if there's bleeding and, and other distress. The, 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 I also get, like, the joint pain from it, yes, all of that. Yeah, well, yeah. that see, uh, with ulcerative colitis... It's what we call an autoimmune condition. Yep. And things like rheumatoid arthritis are of the same uh, ilk as that. So I'm restricting my comments purely at this yep. stage yep. to substances that might give you a, an edge yep. uh, to help the, the, the bowel re restore some of its function and tone. Now, yep. I, I presume you're using things like probiotics? No. I've, I had to go on Humira because what I was using mm. before didn't work. Okay. Um, the funny thing is, Dennis, you'll laugh, I gave smoking up. Yes. And I was sick with this. I got sick with, well, I must have had it all those years, but I thought I was getting healthy by giving smoking up, and then I've come with, I've got this. Uh, well, there, there, <laughs> I could talk to you about a, a possible explanation to this. Uh, mm -hmm. Nicotine in, in cigarettes uh, is a pharmacological agent which has actions on significant parts of the body. So I, if, you, well, if you actually study the pharmacology yeah. of nicotine, it's possible. Please don't hold me to this. No, it's possible I there is an explanation. It's a wretched um, product, the cigarette. <laughs> oh, I'm not but doing it, that but again. It, but it contains yes. uh, nicotine, <laughs> nicotine which, um, which is an alkaloid and has yes. other properties within the body. But look, there is a couple of things. Probiotics yep. you can purchase even from your, your, your uh, supermarket, things like Yakult or Acidophilus. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm a bit of a believer in those sorts of approaches which, to use co colloquial language, have yes. a tendency to improve the the flora of the large bowel and put, if you like, the possibility of good bacteria in there mm -hmm. at the expense of some of the pathogens. Look, there's yep. a few little things. The slippery elm is the major one. What? You yes. can go into Alma Road and ask the staff for the yes. monograph on Greater Burnett. Um, you can show that if there's bleeding, it might be useful to run it past your GP, and I'm sure he'd have no problem with yeah. your using the probiotics. Yep. Wonderful. All right, Dennis, thank you. Pleasure. Thank you thank so you. much thank for you. that. Thank you for your call, Catherine. 49216216, we're talking health naturally and taking your calls. Now, Jackie in East Maitland, a question for Doctor uh, for Dennis Stewart today. Hi, Dennis, how are you going? Oh, well, Jackie, um, how are you? Good, darling. Um, yeah. You've dealt with my husband and I on many occasions yes. over the years. Yes. 
Um, now, Mick has just had an adrenalectomy, a left yes. adrenalectomy. Okay, okay. Um, you it? helped him in the past mm. with prostate things. Yes. Um, I want to know, Dennis, because I do, you know that I've got a background myself, um, what he can do because his immune, immunity will be affected when okay. you've had an adrenalectomy. Okay, did your husband have a phacromocytoma? Um, they're not sure okay. as yet. It's just been sent for pathology. Okay. The only reason I ask that is that I'd better explain this to listeners. The adrenal glands, we have two of them that sit on top of the kidneys, sometimes they will develop uh, a tumour and um, frequently, or not frequently, but sometimes that tumour will, will be what's called a phaochromocytoma, and that's a tumour which unfortunately can push the blood pressure to very dangerous levels and is sometimes uh, overlooked in, in the management of blood pressure. Uh, I can talk a little bit about this in detail because my dear wife, who probably li is listening to this program or would have no problem with my mentioning this, is one of those people that um, uh, I think is about one in a million or something like that, that did have um, a phaochromocytoma. Um, was picked up very astutely by our, our medical managers on the Central Coast years ago. Um, my dear wife had uh, the adrenalectomy, the phaochromocytoma, which was the tumour, which was recognised as such. Uh, and I'm glad to say that that happened probably 20 years ago. And my dear wife has survived very happily, very busily, without any serious ramifications with one adrenal gland that keeps a powering like a locomotive. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? So I, I would say, look, um, you're obviously in good hands medically. Um, I don't think you need to see that, um, you know, you're going to need a lot of things because the, the other adrenal will, will, will compensate. And if your husband's in good health otherwise, just relate the little story of my dear wife's experience with an adrenalectomy associated with a phaochromocytoma and indicate that she's very well. Uh, but I'll be quick to point out, be quick to point out, that my wife probably for 20 years uh, has taken uh, the Astragalus 8 formulation uh, non-stop. Okay. So the astragalus 8, Dennis? Well, I'm not saying that it's, it's going to do anything or not anything. All I'm saying is that uh, if you are concerned, uh, and I've tried to get rid of that concern by using my wife's experience, um, but if, if you are, um, you could, if you like, take a leaf out of my wife's book who swears by the astragalus 8, that may, keeps her going at the pace that she works, which is ridiculous. Uh, so it, it, it might be worthwhile considering that. Jeez, you got me convinced. <laughs> I need some of this astragalus eight to manage the two little ones. Jackie, thank you very much for your call. Taking yours on 49216216. Uh, we're going to go to Bruce now in Rutherford. Have you got a question about Crohn's disease for Dennis Stewart? No. I had ulcerated colitis many years ago, yes. and I saw, was lucky enough to see a homeopath and uh, it took me off all uh, roughage food, mm -hmm. red meat, and we started making our own juice. Yes. And that seemed to help me a fair bit too. Yes. I don't know what medication I was on, but the alternative was a bag on the outside That's because correct. I didn't like the idea of. That's correct. And I was 22 at the time. I'm yes. 71 now. Well, you've done well. Wow. And what, what, what you obviously did was a combination of necessary 
uh, medical treatment, which was probably a combination of a, of a steroid and what's called an immunosuppressant drug. That probably saved your bowel, albeit the, the dietary advice that was given to you by the natural therapist, in my opinion, would have contributed because I, I do believe that, um, that too much roughage uh, can be an irritating factor and certainly older herbalists would concur with that. Um, so that probably helped also. And I'm a bit of a fan of relating uh, a diet that's heavily influenced by red meat as a potential agent uh, encouraging inflammation of the large bowel. Now, I know that's controversial, but uh, my reading suggests that uh, uh, moderation in animal protein contributes potentially to, to healthier bowel function and a healthier environment. So you got the best of both worlds. You seemingly were given uh, good nutritional advice, but that reinforced the necessary medical treatment, which probably saved you guts. Thank you, Bruce. 49216216. We are talking health naturally today and taking your calls. We love hearing from you. And we're going to go uh, to Colleen now. I believe you want to talk about slippery elm. Is that correct, Colleen? It is. I just really want to um, let Dennis know just how successful it has been in the treatment of my husband. You've done well on it, have you, Colleen, your husband? Uh, it was actually my husband who's had an irritable bowel. Yes. Uh, for lots and lots and lots of years yes. and regularly goes to the doctors and has had an enormous amount of medication but it's it's quite a nasty discomforting thing when of you've course. got that irritable bowel of course and listening to you and um he went and uh, got the product and it has been absolutely amazing and i would just like people to know that it is well worth um trying this product because in his case He's just so thrilled and happy to sort of be feeling so much better. Well, isn't that lovely? Everything was very bloated and yes, yes. felt very miserable. And yes. We actually discussed it with the GP yesterday, but yes. uh, he was listening, but he didn't make a comment. Well, I, I, think, I think you'll find that, um, well, here am I saying this, 40 years into the profession and on the verge of jumping ship but I said this 40 years ago that by the time I retired some of the things that I was promoting and using would be understood and taken on board uh, by the medical profession I believe that your GP may not know much about it at this stage but I'm sure that he like many others once he has read about it and understands or understands it will see it as well, one I mean, of the most exciting things probably a week before that my yeah. husband was uh, there to see him and extremely bloated, yes. very uncomfortable yeah. And, yeah. and at this stage starting to get very worried and yeah. I mean he had a series of um, investigation actually yes. Yes. Mm. No, and look, nothing, nothing showed up well the, the good thing about um, slippery elm is that it, it tends to speak for itself uh, it, it is a very soothing substance that passes through the gut at all levels soothing inflamed tissue and promoting improvement in transit time. It promotes improvement in stool characteristics. It eases inflammatory areas. And by all those benefits, it tends to normalise uh, gut conditions which are best described as being irritable, characterised frequently uh, by the symptoms that your husband had, particularly bloating. So I'm, I'm not surprised, I'm delighted that he got benefit from what I said on radio and I'm delighted that you took the trouble to ring and let listeners know because it's one of the most accessible 
simple, harmless, food-based substances and, in my opinion, all functional gut conditions such as irritable bowel syndrome should necessarily, and that's a big statement, should necessarily be tried with the daily usage of slippery on food. Well, yeah, it's great to get that feedback. Thank you, Colleen. 49216216 for Health Naturally. We'll take one more call before we go to a quick break. Have we got Gavin from Warrabrook? Yes, Charlie. Hello, Gavin. How are you, Dennis? I'm well. How are you? Good, thanks. Good. Um, I suffer from tinnitus. I've had yes. it for about six years. Yes. I have tried a few things. Yes. Uh, zinc, magnesium, vitamin yes. B6. Yes. Uh, and ginkgo biloba. Yes. Uh, they haven't helped, and my hearing is depleted over that time, too. Yes. Every time I have a hearing test, my hearing's a little bit worse, and it has affected my sleep. Yes. So just wondering if there's anything else you'd heard that might help. Look, it's, as you would be appreciate, a very, very difficult condition to experience, to live with, yes. and a very, very difficult condition to treat. And I say this uh, as much about naturopathic procedures as medical procedures. If you have tried ginkgo biloba, you have yep. tried probably the one that's most frequently called up in the literature. And I would say something here that you might factor in to your um, past usage of, of the ginkgo. Uh, first of all, appreciate what I have said, that particularly in the European literature, with the right dosage and when persevered with, over many, many months, it has been deemed to be useful, put it that way. But yep. what, what I've found is that uh, people that use ginkgo for these sorts of clinical conditions uh, tend to use it more as a food supplement rather than an alternative medicine. In other words, they're using it in very, very mild or benign dosages. If you're going, mm -hmm. to, if you're going to use the ginkgo, uh, use it in the dosage that's called up in the clinical literature, the dosage for what's called the standardised uh, preparations of the ginkgo, and by standardised we mean that the ginkgo preparation necessarily contains uh, a level of ginkalides, which are the active principles in it, to the level stipulated by the European Commission, the body in Europe that determines uh, these sorts of things. Now, I haven't got that in front of me. If you, uh, if you were to ring my rooms on 49562321 and give them your details, I'm going back there, I think, after the program, I'll look at the dosage called up in the literature and get back to you because that could be something that you're missing out on. Outside of the ginkgo, I'm not aware of anything that would be worthwhile trying. No, it's, it's interesting too. I, I clearly remember the day that I got it too because yes. my brother had come home and told me he had uh, uh, bladder cancer yes. and he, it was uncurable. Yes. And straight away my face turned red and I could hear noises straight away. So yes. it's obviously it's stress-related or something like and, that. And, obvi so, yeah. and obviously you've been and seen an ear, nose and throat spreads. I have, yes. You've seen yes. a, a, someone about audiometry. Look, as I've said, yes. It's a weird condition. Frequently, it is a corollary of working in industry, uh, but yep. that's not just the uh, the explanation. Yours is fascinating, which would imply yep. that the neurology associated with it uh, was brought about as a result of an acute stress event. Uh, I believe we've got Faye. You've got a question about cholesterol, Faye. Yes. Um, what is the number to be, like, that it's dangerous? I know they move the... Um the board up okay. from four something. Look, but it, I have mm, 
cholesterol, okay. cholesterol levels um, uh, 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 interpreted uh, by your doctor as a, a desirable level. For instance, uh, people that have had uh, serious cardiovascular problems or have had, say, heart surgery or, or vascular surgery, um, their specialist, their cardiologist and their GP would be pretty well insisting that their cholesterol level be even below the upper level of what's considered normal. So yeah. cholesterol level has, uh, there might, the, the, the upper level of normal is, say, round about 5.5, 5.6. Right. But let me just say that um, depending upon uh, one's health, one's medical condition, one's medication, the procedures that one has had in life, uh, your medico may say, look, you need to have it much lower than that because you've had a stent placed in or you've had a bypass and the risk... No, no, if you've had, none of those. You've had none of those, OK. Well, look, uh, discuss it with your GP. What is your level? Uh, about 5'3". Oh. And I was put on... Um, can I say the name of the tablet? Yeah, I see no reason why. Lipitor, okay. and guess what I've got now? Alopecia. Okay. Um, all right. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. What? What? Are, how old are you? Um, no, everybody will know in the world. Oh, okay. <laughs> Look, I, I would think I would think you need to talk with your doctor. Um, Five point three, uh, in my opinion, was not a bad level. So there must have been some good reason why your GP wanted to put you on that uh, Prince of the Statins. <laughs> That's the term I'm referring to. Okay. I'm not happy to say. Yeah, I'm not happy to say. I'm going to stay <laughs> away from your worry. doctor. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, I'll put you on a crystal. That's the better one. You have a word with your doctor. He knows what he's doing, but listeners know uh, from my previous comments that I have reservations about statins, and in my opinion... Sometimes they're too frequently prescribed and sometimes they don't give people a chance to get their cholesterol level down using more natural procedures, which is something that I've spoken about in recent times. OK, we're talking health naturally, having a quick look at the weather. It's all thanks to our sponsor, New Tech Pavers Rutherford, for natural stone and concrete pavers, remaining partly cloudy for the rest of the afternoon. Winds east to south-easterly, 15 to 25 kilometres, becoming light as we head into the evening. Right now, it's 21 degrees for the coast. Hunter Valley, around 23 degrees. We're going to go to another caller now. Uh, John from Hemel you've got a question about dry skin on your legs. Yes, that's correct. How are you today? I'm well, John. Uh, the dryness on your legs, is that associated with any condition, diabetes or anything like that? No, um, uh, despite that, I'm actually disgustingly healthy. <laughs> oh, okay. Look, um, and there is no, no itch, there's no dermatitis, there's no eczema? Um, no, actually, it does become very itchy. Okay. Um, also, around my um, uh, hip area, yes. where it's not dry, it becomes very itchy. Okay. Um, there's nothing there, but my legs become very sort of scaly and yes. dry. As we get older, our skin becomes drier. A couple of little things that might be useful to you and will not cost you any serious money. Look, address it topically. Begin to oil up. You would have heard me on this program frequently refer to the benefits of olive oil 
when used topically. That's rubbed into the skin and rubbed into all parts of the body. In many cultures, particularly in India, olive oil is used from the moment a child is born till, till the time when one dies. We should learn from other cultures about keeping our skin well oiled. So to start with, start to apply olive oil regularly on your skin. The dryness may dissipate to some degree or be ameliorated and perhaps even the itch would be attenuated. There you go. And I know some of my friends have used it on their b- yes. uh, baby's bums and yeah, swear by it. And they can save them so much money. <laughs> okay, I think we have time for one more call now. Uh, Bev from Toronto, you've got a, follow- a question about follow-up treatment to cancer. Yes, that's right. Hello, Bev. Uh, hi, Dennis. Uh, you're a friend of mine yes. uh, is retired yes. and she's had the breast cancer yes. operation yes. with the um, chemo and yes. radiation. Yes. And yes. the oncologist has given her the tablets to take to yes. stop the estrogen. Yes, correct. But That's the remedies. Yeah, well, there's yeah. two pages yeah. of side effects, mm. and one of them is cystitis, which yes. she's had a bad trot with okay. previously. Well, that can so be helped. So she said, oh, that can be helped. Yes, well, what, what, what the cystitis? Yes, well, what I'll do very quickly, because time is nearly gone, mm-hmm. if, the cyst, if the cystitis is recurring, she should go on to a preventative treatment. Let me emphasise, a preventative treatment based on the mm-hmm. regular daily use of a high-quality cranberry preparation, and she, mm-hmm. sh- and she should take a couple of cups of what's called Buku tea, B-U-C-H-U, Buku tea, uh-huh. Those two things are my standard starting preparations to build up uh, a prophylaxis or a prevention to lessen uh-huh. to lessen the onset of the cystitis. Right. Well, she's concerned that, that specialists say there's only three percent. A chance that it will stop the cancer coming back and mm-hmm. she said I'll blow that I won't take the estrogen yeah. stopping stuff so she's elected not to take it okay I can, look I can appreciate that that point of view um, if if stopping that preparation eases the cystitis obviously she'll need to do nothing but if the cystitis lingers I would still recommend what I've said cranberry preparations high quality and a daily use of buku tea Thank you very much for your call, Bev. We appreciate it. And that is uh, just about time, unfortunately. It's gone so quickly. Dennis, we didn't uh, get a chance to really talk about honey at all, did we? Well, never mind. I shall go back home and talk to my bees <laughs> and tell them that we will give them a bit of a plug next week. Beautiful. Do you have bees at home? I do. do. I, have, uh, I have about four hives in my backyard and numerous hives on my property at Rothbury. So I know them and they know me personally. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> they say they do get to recognise oh, I do. I could go down and, and pull weeds away from the front of them. I could put my hands in the in the hive entrance. And honestly, I don't get stung. And yet others will come and just walking past them, <laughs> they're That's in amazing. danger there. That is amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dennis. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.